0: in the building we are in the building tonight, tonight, tonight let's get it on let's get it on let's get, 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 let's get it on <clears throat> man I got like a crazy big ass fly in here that I'm trying desperately to kill bought this towel from the damn kitchen I got one the second one. I don't know what the hell, man. Alright. Come on. Let's get everybody up in here as we do this tonight. Marriage Mondays, whatever you want to call it. Oh, man. We got to talk about it tonight. We have to talk about this tonight. Let me make sure she didn't do what I think she did. Alright. I can't do it like that. So let me do this. Alright, guys, what's up, man? Y'all yeah, know what we're talking about tonight. In case you ain't see the post, what we're talking about tonight. Damn, what are we talking about tonight? The marketplace. There was a company that had a monopoly on black men. And that company. No, it's not the Democratic Party. That company. Is referred to as black women. Black American women. They had the monopoly. That's why. If you ever notice. When there's a company. That is a monopoly. They could charge. They could charge whatever they want. To their customers. Then they could treat them any which way they want. Because. If you need that product. Especially if that product. Is a basic necessity in life. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? It reminds me, when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, just before cell phones and everything came into place, there was this company called Bell, Blue Bell. And if you guys remember, they had the big yellow phone book and even the smaller white pages. At that particular time when it was all landlines, Blue Bell was a monopoly. They serviced the entire United States of America for your landline, for your phone calls. Besides them, there was no one you can go to. And, let me see, there was many days, a lot of people went through this. People running up the phone bill, calling across state, not not even across country, but calling across state to the next state or whatever state. And you would get like 10 times Charge, which you would normally get charged locally mm-hmm. so phone bills would be stacked up man I've been through that my grandma wanted to whip my ass one time for that but um yeah it was a particular time that you couldn't call <clears throat> the next state for free you can only call locally for free but um all that changed later on down the line yeah 18t come into place. AT&T, the phone company that owns Vodafone, even. They had the likes of Verizon and so many others. But that was more, so, AT&T, I think, was the first competitor with Bluebell, if I'm not mistaken. Once, Bluebell was no longer Monopoly because that's the way the laws were set at that particular point. You weren't allowed to compete with a Monopoly. But when those laws was taken away, those provisions was taken away, so much competition came into play and what that competition did was one thing first and foremost it made bluebell or bell drop the prices that they were charging to their customers so then ATT would come in like okay we're we're a new phone provider for your landlines not only are we going to give you similar um charges towards your bill but we're going to allow you to call internet excuse me nationally state to state no additional charges so what does that do? now Bluebell has to change its whole whole way of operating so now they have to in order to compete with the new competitor drop from that charging you 10 times a ridiculous amount to call to the next state so then That new competitor say, okay, you want to do that? What we're going to do, we're not going to charge you anything extra to call to another state. Then Bluebell, they got to do the same thing. Then all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? We're not going to charge you for every single call. We're just going to give you a flat rate fee. And no matter how many phone calls you call locally or nationally, it's all the same price. What happened eventually? Eventually, all these competitors was coming into place and Bluebell folded. They were once a monopoly, but this phone company that um provided landline services that at the particular time, nobody thought anyone could compete with them. But once competitors were allowed to come in and compete, Bluebell folded. They are no longer. They no longer exist. Now you have the likes of Sprint, 18 t Verizon, and locally you got um, ton of different ones. Cricket, Wireless, um, Metro, whatever. So now, it reminds me of what's happening now. That no longer do black women have a monopoly over black men anymore. You see... Those provisions that were, were protecting against that monopoly are no longer there. And it started with the Internet. It started with the Internet. Yeah, before then people could go overseas and travel. A lot of people did it in the military. You know, if you was in the military, you had the um, opportunity to go and travel and um, see the world and see different cultures of women and see that what you was brought up in is not um, particularly all there is to look forward to. So now with the internet, and then with all the IT advancements, such as the apps like WhatsApp, which freaking suck, I don't even use WhatsApp anymore. If you guys are listening, use Telegram. Telegram is the next best thing up and coming, the world's past WhatsApp in the next five years. So get on board with Telegram. Um, Of course we know about the Facebooks, now um, Instagram, Twitter um, what is the other one? TikTok YouTube, so now with these applications we could connect with people all over the world and eventually see I've, I've started this over a decade ago over, over de- more, nearly a decade and a half I realized that I could pick up and go and find this is good if not better elsewhere And particularly better, because no one wants to pick up and um, go and find the same thing that they already got um, sitting at their table as is. So, with all this being said, why is it so that it's necessary for me to say that black women no longer have a monopoly over black American men? You see... If you're listening, this is not new to you when it comes to westernized women and the way they think. This is my favorite shirt, by the way. I got this shirt for, I think, like 6 dollars or $7.99 at Burlington, man. This pop-off shirt It's like my favorite shirt in my entire closet. I don't care what nothing calls that I got. This is the most comfortable shirt that I own. But um, I'm just waking up today. But early this morning... I ran to the post office to pick up some stuff from a PO box. This is true story. Hand on the Bible. Um, This is guy there, cool as hell, black American guy. You know he he do he got his dress and everything. Um, Cool as brother. Um, I've been knowing him for some some months. We we chatted a couple times. Um, while I was there at the post office, cause he he you know he always makes sure I get everything that I'm you know come for. Um. And we spoke about this in a longer length of time months ago. But today, this morning, when I come there, as I'm getting handed my Amazon packages. It was something for my daughter. One of the packages was something for my daughter that I ordered from Amazon. And I asked him, do you have any kids? He said, no. I said, oh, you're not married. He said, no. And um, before I can ask anything else, he said, I don't, I am going to speak as closely, as closely to the words that he spoke to me. It might not be perfectly verbatim, but I'm going to try to get to the best of my ability. His, his response as he continued when he said he's not married and uh, he went on to say that he can't he doesn't think that he can deal or he just doesn't want to deal with the women of today because of their western mentality and I started to say oh because they all about looks and as I was saying he was like yes and they all about this and basically what. I forget the terminology, but it was basically to say that their minds are, their minds and character are completely corrupted. There are some nice black women, but even the majority of them, as nice as they are, and they are nice, I work with some, I know some, nice, nice ladies here. But when it comes to being fit for a relationship, it's, it's, it's very hard to find let me say that and it doesn't mean that the person has bad character a lot of these things happen because of the way a person is grown up or raised and or raised with or without lack of being raised but um he also went on to say that if he he felt that if he was to marry someone here from his pickings here in america that he would take a L and if he took a L it would be nearly impossible to overcome that at least for half half of your remaining life. What he meant by that is having kids, marrying in certain states, having to pay alimony, having to be stuck on child support, can't see your kid because, oh that's what he said, he said because the laws the laws are made for them, for them to get away with, that's what he said. He said the reason that he doesn't want to um, because he feels he's going to take an L. because the way the laws are made. The laws are made for them to get away with everything. And for you to get away with nothing. Yet even held accountable as a black man. For the things that they do. Now imagine that. and The laws work that way. No doubt. We all know it as black men here. The laws are made in a way that. They. They protect the woman from being accountable for any bad actions. But at the same time, you're held accountable even for her bad actions. Which makes no sense. So he went on to say that unless the laws are changed, he doesn't see himself getting married. At least not to anyone here. And um I'm probably about ten years a senior, so I'm gonna say the brother's around thirty, early thirties or whatever. And um It's 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 not funny. But it's interesting because you hear people speak like this on YouTube, social media, but here it is. I'm speaking to people in person, hardworking, everyday black men. I'm connecting with these men in person, and I'm hearing the very same thing. So now it's come to a point that hard earning black men are deciding that it is better. For me, even, I'm speaking as them, it's better for me to be alone even at the age of 30 and have nobody than risk taking an L with the pickings and the mentality that I have to choose from today. That is very deep. I don't mean deep like from the boys. I mean very deep in thought. Oh, man. So now... Let me just pull this up and stuff. So now... Hmm. So now... Business is open. Competitors are popping out from every angle. Competitors are popping out from all different countries. All different types of women. All colors of women all ethnicities of women are popping up from all over the globe in search of one particular type of man black American men or black men a lot of women from different countries love men from Africa. They love men from Africa and some of them love men from America. I'm going to tell you one thing, black men from Africa black men from America Women see them as the most loving type most I would say the most loving type of men. One way or the other. I think women get this fantasy that black American men are more romantic. I don't really believe that. I think that we're romantic when it needs to count. Like on special days or special events. Or you know if break up the makeup type thing. But in actuality, we're more similar than we are different. I remember one girl told me that um she gets tired of dating her African. This is some girl that I dated long ago. She um, said that she gets tired of dating her African men because all they want to do is pelvic thrust. I'm like, what the hell is pelvic thrust? Every time I heard pelvic thrust was on Spongebob for an episode. Pelvic thrust. Woo. Woo. <laughs> oh, man. I used to love some Spongebob. But in actuality, you with anybody long enough. It's gonna be it's just gonna be that, but you still gotta keep it romantic. At least have some dates, some special events that y'all do, and you know, keep that little bit of romance. You know, no matter whether you're together 10, 20, 30, or 40 or 50 years. But black men are being sought at. From all these other companies. When I say companies. I mean women. So now that black men. Black men. Are being sought at. After all these companies. All these corporations. Are saying we want to hire you. We want you. And this one American company. Has. Given you minimum wage. No benefits. And treat you like ish. So what do you do, black man? This American company is paying you low wage, minimum wage, not even a livable wage. No benefits, no health benefits at all that comes with the job. In all likelihood, not even a two-week vacation, maybe one-week vacation. And they treat you like dirt. And then you get this company that gives you a call from Africa, from Brazil. Do Doo-doo-doo-doo. do 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 Mr. Lyles. Um, we 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 seen your work. We we seen the company you work for over there in America, and um, we just like to say we 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 love your work. We we know that you know based off the company um principles and how um their reputation is. Um how they treat um even their best employees, we would love to have one uh, an employee like you on our team and um not only we will we quadruple um whatever they're paying you we're gonna we're gonna pay you tenfold that and um we're gonna give you excellent health benefits mr Lyles. and um we're gonna give you thirty day vacation and um uh, we're gonna give you a company car as well how 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 does that sound oh oh forgot to forgot to ask where we're, we're we're gonna um We're going. We're going to throw in a house for you. Um, you relocate, throw in a house, and um, it's all you. We we just want your services, Mister Laos, because there's no way that we can run our company the way that we desire to without the likes of you as an employee. What do you say to that? You say no. I'm going to turn it down because I've been so used to this abuse from this company that I've been with for twenty years no man in his right mind no man in his right mind would say that but what he will say if this is real and this is legit I'd love to take you up on your offer what the hell do I got to lose all I have to do is gain the only, the only thing in it is for me to gain there's nothing for me to lose because most been losing from the beginning you hear me so that's what's happening today no more of a monopoly from black women over black men. Black men have discovered, which I've been saying for almost 15 years. I mean, I had my passport. I'm on, I'm on my second. Be on my third in no time. Be on my third 64-page passport book that continues to get used up. i same saying this for almost a decade and a half. Get your passport. Get on a plane. I don't care where you go. Go somewhere else so you can see something different. Then you can make your decision. You, you can't determine what's best for you if there's nothing to compare it to. It's like an abuser. If you're somebody who's been with an abuser, if you've never been with anything else, if you've never seen anything else, when you was growing up in mama pop's home, you've seen abuse. Your first boyfriend and your only boyfriend has been abusive. You don't know anything else. You think that's just how it's supposed to be, but it's the same way with black men. You haven't seen anything different than what you already, than what you already been subject to. Until you get out there, out of this country, out of these borders, and see something else to compare it to, how would you know what's best for you? That's why I can't stand when people say. Oh, I'm sticking with my own. I'm sticking on my own. Dude, because you don't know any better. And some of those people are not really qualified to deal with anything else. Because a lot of those people are weak to begin with. So they need that abuse. They need that abuse to keep them occupied. Because as long as some of these black men who are over here saying, Oh, I'm never going to leave my black woman, this, that, and the other. A lot of those are addicted to the abuse. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you one reason why. One of the reasons why, because that abuse keeps them occupied, occupied in a way that they don't have to worry about going out and competing against the world and being leaders and being builders. As long as you're addicted to the abuse that you take from the woman of the Western mentality, you don't have to concern yourself with being a builder. You don't have to concern yourself with being great. Because that takes up all your time, effort, and strength. That's why I say, until you have something to compare to, and that's for the productive men that I'm speaking about. Because a non productive men will tell you all day, I'm only dealing with my women, I'm not gonna I'm not leaving here, I'm not I'm not leaving my country to go see anything else. I'm 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 not doing that. You know what I mean? B one, b one, FPA all day, FBA all day. Because they're non productive. They can't produce know-how. They barely could get off their couch and produce anything from their couch to their employer. So pay that no mind. They're not relevant. But those who are relevant, many are the ones who are seeing the effects of the crashing of the monopoly that black women had had over black men. And they're answering the calls from all these companies and corporations around the world who are calling them saying, Hey, Mr. Smith, um, I'm here in Philippines. Um, I'd like you to, um, come over here and, um, see what we have to offer you. We'd like to put a job offer on a table for you. And, um, you could compare it to what you have right now and then make your choice. It's all up to you, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith gets on a plane, go to the Philippines. Say, like, wow damn. I don't have to deal with all the yeah, yeah yeah. I don't I don't have to deal with me asking my woman for a, can you go get me a glass of water? Even in Africa they say fetch. Imagine saying that to a black American woman. Baby, can you fetch me a glass of water? What do you think I'm your dog? Do I look like your mother? dog? You better get up and get your own water. He can give you nothing. What do you think this is? That's the response you would get. Now Mrs. Smith over in the Philippines. Babe, can you fetch me a glass damn, it's already here. Oh never mind. You know what? Babe. Um I'm a little hungry. Can you... Oh damn, sandwich? You already it's already there? Without me asking you? Oh damn. Take it back to before Mrs. Smith left America. Babe, if you can't give me water, the sandwiches is already made in the refrigerator. At least I made the sandwiches. Can you just hand me one? Can you bring one to me? I'm watching the game, babe. Man, you better get it yourself. I ain't your child. I'm a grown ass woman. You better recognize I keeps it real. This is what you will get. This is what you will get. They're abused from the American corporation and company called Black Women, but the other corporations and companies are wanting to treat you with respect. Because they understand that in order for you as a black man to be out and go compete against this world, you gotta compete against white supremacy, you gotta compete against your own people. Then you gotta come home and be a leader for your family. How can you do all that? Well, every time you think about coming home, it's all about how can I avoid being in an argument so that I can get at least some semblance of peace. Because at the end of the day, that's what all men want is peace. All they want is peace. But you see, this Western 304 mentality is built, is built and molded to keep you as a man from having peace. Yes, I said it. I said it. Feminism 304, modern woman mentality is built and molded so that you as a man can never have peace. That's why once this company was crushed, once this monopoly was crushed, black men and droves began to get their passport and get on these planes. And venture out to see other women. It might not be the first country. It might be the second country. That takes you. It could be the third, fourth, or fifth. I don't know. What I'm saying is. You never know. Unless you have something to compare it to. <clears throat> you, un- you never know what's best for you. If there's nothing to compare it to. That's like. Somebody asking me. Do I like Pepsi or Coke? Well damn it. I worked for Coca-Cola all my damn life. I ain't never taste what Pepsi looked like, tastes like. So I'm just gonna have to say Coke, cause, man, I, when I when I drink that Coke and I get that, whew, you know how you drink that drink that mug real quick as quick as hell. A nice cold can of Coca-Cola, you take it, whew, 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 whew. you get that whew, that chill. It's like a little high that it gives you or whatever. But that's all you know. It seems good. But somebody might be like, "So you never taste Pepsi?" I'm like, no. Nah. What about um this fresh squeezed orange juice over here? Fresh squeezed orange juice. What's that? Orange. All I know is orange drink. I know orange drink. I'm like, no, nah, dude, not orange drink. Fresh squeezed orange juice, Tropicana style. No, nah, I ain't never had that. Like I said, all I like is Coca Cola. But they want to offer you a glass of fresh squeezed orange juice. Not, e- <laughs> not only does it taste better it's better for you. Internally, it's better for your health, better for your mind, better for your emotional balance. All around better for you. Now that Coca-Cola, that first gulp of it, might seem exciting. The other one black woman today might seem exciting. Yes, it is. It's exciting. Just like that can of Coca-Cola. Ooh, mm, I love that rush, because you get a rush from that Coca-Cola just like black women today's black woman, you get a rush from them, but internally like that coca-cola it's destroying you from the inside there's no health benefits to it whatsoever it's destructive to who you are it's destructive to your soul but because you like that rush that excitement you never had anything else to compare it to because that nice glass of fresh squeeze orange juice it's not going to give you that exciting rush like oh oh then you go into depression mode like you do with the coca-cola that glass of orange juice is going to go down nice and slow then you're going to feel a cool benefits as it runs through your body it's like ah oh, man then you all relax then you sit back in your chair you're like oh man what is this like that, you ain't getting a rush that excitement from the Coca-Cola, but now it's like, man, this feels good. I've, I've never had, I've never had fresh squeezed orange juice before. Like I said, all I had was, um, orange drink, but this orange juice that you gave me, man, something delicious, something that I get used to. And you're telling me that it's healthy for me and it's going to help me live longer. It's going to help my internal organs. Oh man, I don't know, I just might have to give up Coca-Cola for this. I might have to give up on that orange drink for this. Because this, I've just never experienced anything like this before. Maybe that excitement, that exciting rush that I was getting from all the acid, um, acidity and all that from the Coca-Cola, maybe it's not good for me after all. And that's what's happening, that's what it's like. So, again, again, black men are no longer under the monopoly of black women. They just are not. And you have to understand, even though the younger generation changing a little bit, even as we speak with the younger ones, a lot of 20, 21-year-olds, they're still, they still, a lot of those were still raised traditionally. So in retrospect, it's not enough of the younger ones today, at least, to really change the scope or the reputation of our sisters over in Africa. It's just not. So in return, or in regards to it, a man is going to have to look at it like this. Excuse me. A man is going to have to look at it like this. What are the benefits of me staying here versus the benefits of me going there and searching for a wife that I can build with? Well, like I said with the brother today, he made clear that because of the atmosphere of women today in America and black America, and it wasn't just a black America, it was just women, period. I don't care if you're white, Asian, whatever. The westernized woman. The westernized mentality. As long as that is the atmosphere that it is today. As he said, with his own lips, his own heart and his own mind, through his own soul, I have no interest in being married to any of these women. Good brother, hardworking brother. No interest in his own woman anymore. So Steve, I remember our last conversation. I know what you told me. I know what you told me and I'm looking into it, I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it. So now I got this brother thinking. You know what? Maybe Steve might be right. Maybe um work at a post office, you can have your passport in no time. You know you know the procedure. You do it all day for others. No excuse not to have that passport. Maybe I should get that passport. And um on my vacation time, maybe I'm gonna research a couple countries, a few countries. And make a decision and um, go up, link with with a few people, whether it's a tour, tourist or whatever. And, um, you know, see something different. See something different. Because it makes no sense as a 30-year-old man to be wasting your years away. And if you're building your wealth up, nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> but in the meantime, get an idea of what it is that you're building for. Because if you're building... With no insight of who you're building for, because it can't just be yourself. Life is not about that. Life is about relationships. And that's why you find a lot of miserable people today. Because no matter what these 304s and everything, Instagram models as they call themselves, no matter what, when you live for yourself, you're always going to be in a state of misery and depression. When you live for others, when you live for the benefit of relationships, and don't mean all sexual relationships, but relationships in general, relationships with people, when you live for that, and you identify that, that's what life is about, you deal with less depression, because you know that it's not all about you. So the same thing with that particular guy, or anybody for that matter, that even if you're not out here mixing with company, you have to have a semblance of who you're building for. What type of woman do you desire? What type of woman do you desire to be the mother of your child so that you can build your legacy through your children? And let the name carry itself down to the end of time. Yeah, It'll all be burnt up with the fire, with the coming of the Lord. But he put us here for a reason. He put us here to accomplish things. So we're not supposed to just sit here and um just be just exist that's not what we're here for we're not here just to exist we're here for a purpose and sometimes we have to understand that our purpose we're here for a purpose all of us but sometimes we could be made for a purpose that's bigger than what we understand and when i say that what i mean is that we could be the one who bring our seas into the world who might do way greater things than we could ever imagine that God had set aside for them to be. So that's why I say, can't just be all about us individually? When we think like that, that maybe even even if I feel like, okay, I have accomplishments in this world, and I look forward to have even greater accomplishments and greater influence, but even with all of that, it's very probable that through my seed, through my loins, God is going to bring in a seed of mine that would do greater things than I could ever imagine, cause by the time I leave this earth, technology would be way advanced than what I can comprehend today. So that's why I say that it can't just be about us. It has to be about something bigger. And it's not always going to be something that you're going to directly benefit off. You're not supposed to concern yourself in that way. You're supposed to concern yourself with building and being a builder and bringing forth a legacy that is going to bring something positive and constructive into the world today. But staying, with, staying on subject, it's what it is. I think um, it's safe to say that the company called Black Women or Black American Women has um, filed for bankruptcy as of 2022. And um, now they're in bankruptcy and um, I don't see any banks being other races of men. I don't see any banks coming to um give them any loans to save them. Looks like the banks are just going to let that company called Black American Women just go underwater. Completely crash. Have to shut down shop. And when that happens... <clears throat> All that's left to choose from is Pookie and Ray Ray's. It's like going from a high corporate store like, um, what's that store that they talk about that's up on City Line Ave? Like a Neiman's Market, if I'm saying it right. High-end store. It's like doing so bad as far as sales are concerned over the course of years that now the only thing you could turn your building into is A dollar store or the dollar 25 store as we know it now, or five below, 550 below. So you went from a Nemus market to dollar general or value dollar. And that means that your only customers now that you could bring in are the Pookies and Ray Rays, the deadbeats of the world. Don't even have to be a deadbeat dad, could be a man without children, still be a deadbeat, unproductive, non leader. Because, believe it or not, you have a lot of men, and this is all over, you have a lot of men who desire to be with a woman who will lead them. Like I said, women are not qualified to be leaders. But you will have men who are so afraid to be men, because they've been under their mommies their whole life, and no no real father figure, that they desire and they look for women. They look for women purposely who are bossy, who are assertive, aggressive, in order that they could be led by them to take that load of responsibility off. Because that is a heavy load to carry. A man carries a heavy burden. To be a man is a heavy burden in itself. And that's why a lot of people cop out to it. And they run to these type of chicks who are working jobs better than they, do, they are, making more money than they are and put themselves underneath that. The Bible says, if a man has found a virtuous woman, he has found a good thing. And I will add to that. If a woman finds a leader, provider, and protector of a man, she has found her very reasoning for being on this earth. Say it again. If a woman finds a man who is a leader, protector, and provider, she has found the reason of her being here on this earth. Because through that man, she is serving God properly. It's impossible for a woman to serve God properly without being under the leadership of a man. It's in the Bible. But it should be common sense. But we don't have that today. The world is a tragic thing. That's why... As hard as a lot of brothers think it is to find a traditional wife... Which is not really that hard at all. It's just that... You're not looking in the right places. If... You know that the atmosphere in a community is one way, then go to another community. It's that simple. It's not, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure that out. If something, if I'm in this group and this group is operating opposite of what, you know, I I desire, it doesn't make sense for me to keep myself stuck in that group. I move to a group that's moving in the direction that I want. Simple. That's all it takes, man. But what do you guys think, man? What do you guys think? Do you think that the economy has crashed when talking about the corporation of Black American Women Incorporated? That's what we'll call it. Black American Women Incorporated. Black American Women Incorporated has filed for bankruptcy and there are no banks to bail them out. Will there be? Or what can happen is this not likely to, but what can happen is this that they realize that their men are leaving in droves Oh man, I am sweating. I turned the AC off because I do not want any noise and I turned the fan off. But I gotta turn the fan off. door cracking a window open give me a little breeze but it's so damn hot today it's like 88 degrees out here it might not be a lot in some parts of Africa but that's a hell of a lot here oh ooh. what the hell is that just got a cramp on my leg <laughs> oh man I got a cramp on my leg oh oh man that is not nice all right all right guys so oh I was saying before we go, before I go, I said the one th- one thing that could happen, but I don't think that is likely to happen. Oh man, what the heck did I do to my leg? I just got up. Ugh. Black women could see their men leaving in droves, and they could say unto themselves, "You know what? We have gotta get it together because what we've been doing—this feminism, this three or four, this minor woman mentality—hasn't been working for us." And it's forced our First, the men left the church. That's why there are no more black men in the church all over, because that feminism and all that nonsense, and that three o four, all that made us, all that stuff made its way into the church. And men, see, this is why I say, well, the Bible says, but this is why I also say that men are the only ones who are qualified to be leaders, because we could see, we could see things happening before they happen. When the men started to leave the church, they already fore, they foreseen what was happening they could see what was happening around them but the women couldn't and now the women are sitting there standing looking around like damn where are the men go men we see things we see things that women can't see we can identify danger around us before you guys even know what's going on and that's why again that black men have left the church years ago i don't know what the hell's going on with my leg man. But black men have left the church long ago. Let me elevate this thing right on my desk. Oh, oh, that feels better. I don't know, but let it not be nothing serious. But, um, yeah, so with that being said. The likelihood of black women turning around and looking at their African sisters. Oh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. One more thing that I'll bring up. So I'm on the am on the Twitter space yesterday, right? And um, all this Twitter beef back and forth, which made me do this video about FBA. This FBA foundational Black Americans. We don't need Africans, you know, F Africans. Blah blah blah. They ain't with us. And I'm the wing one. I'm the main one saying that that makes absolutely no sense at all. I'm proof and evidence that. When you make the move to work with your fellow brothers and sisters, they will work with you. I built my whole company off that, my family structure off that. So everything about me is basically goes through Africa from business to family to just living. All goes through Africa. So, and I'm not a one off by any means, but what I want to point out is this that these same brothers and sisters some ignorant ass people, to, to, um, first let me say this. What they were doing, they was taking one Nigerian brother, who have never been to Nigeria in his life, but he was born of Nigerian parents, and he was talking a whole lot of nonsense online. So they some some as example why you shouldn't work with African people. It made no sense. Because I said that you guys are pushing a narrative, but you're doing it dangerously, because you're making false, you're giving false information to other people out there by using the person who never even been to Africa no matter what he's born of and you're using him as the example of this is what African people are like or this is that one or that one taking five, say five or six people who are of African descent and pointing out and saying that's what Nigerians are about that's what guiding is about that's what Ethiopians are about that's what South Africans are about and I hate that argument but these same people are normally the people who never spent one freaking day in Africa on a continent at all. Out of 54 countries, they never spent time in one. But they would take their little check that they save up to go on a two-week vacation to go to, the, um, go to Rome, go to the Bahamas, go to Hawaii. But yet, they never take their time, effort, and energy and finances to interact with their brothers and sisters. But they'd be the same ones. Saying what African people are about, but never ever in their damn life been to Africa. Makes no sense. So, what I was saying is, I got I got deleted, I got banned from my room. Because I asked one question at the end of the conversation. I asked one conversation, excuse me, I asked one remaining question at the end of the conversation. And it blew up the whole space. I said, since a lot of you guys feel this way about Africans, Let me ask you one question. I said, who do you perceive as better as being better women for men? Black American women or African women? No, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Oh, I should have been been right on the space it for you. We're not going to do that. We're we're not going to pit African women against black women. No, no, we we ain't here to do that. We ain't here to do that. No, no, you ain't going to do that here. Oh, just because this brother got African woman, he, he think he could come on here and talk like this. All I asked was, who's better? Because you spend all day talking about how African people are this and as FBAs, as foundational black Americans, you are so much better. You spend all day talking about how foundational black Americans are better done um, more than African people. But when the question is asked, about whose women is better? Who who have better women? Who, Who women are better fit to be wives? It blew up in their face. They went berserk. I didn't understand it. But then again, I guess I do understand it. Because they understand it. They know the answer. The fact that they know the answer to that has made them blow up the way that they did. They know the answer to it. People ain't people dumb, but they ain't that dumb, dumb. They ain't that damn dumb. I'm saying dumb. They ain't that dumb, dumb. Now I sound dumb. They ain't that damn dumb. But um, yeah, man. So I say like this. When it comes to all this, us seeking prosperity. We could do it individually, but as a people, it's never going to happen. First of all, I already know what we're seeking is never going to happen, and it's going to take the Lord himself to come back and fix all this mess, because as I believe the Bible, and the Bible makes makes it clear that these things are going to get progressively worse for us. There was going to be a time that seemed like peace coming out of slavery, um, and a lot of parts of Africa finding their independence. All this happened around between um, around the 60s with the civil rights, this and the other, but you know, from 1865 on to um, 1965. So between 1865 and 1965, this seemed like a coming of age, but now everything is going backwards. But i say this, i say that to say this. I believe that God has made it so that black Americans will never be united. They will never accomplish what they seek God to accomplish unless they unite with their Black black African brothers and sisters. And with reparations, to talk about reparations, not to get off the subject a little bit, but but to talk about reparations, I believe it'll be just like the days of Pharaoh back in Egypt. When Moses was saying, let my people go. And Moses saying, let my people go. Other than slavery, coming out of there in the 1800s, reparations is like that same call. Or us being taken in Babylon. It's like, free our people. The minute those reparations are given out, whenever they may be, it's going to be just like the days of old that Pharaoh is going to regret what he just did. He's going to go after the people that he had under him with a wrath like we've never seen. And that's when the scriptures start talking about that it would be so bad that the remnant that's left would have to run into the mountains. Because the tribulation will be so bad that it will be almost no one left. So, after those reparations, understand this. And I'm not speaking as the Lord told me to speak, I'm speaking what I believe the Lord has placed on my heart. Now, I'm not saying that He has, I said what I believe that He's placed on my heart to speak and say. That once these reparations come, it will be the beginning of the tribulation because Pharaoh will go back after the people who once he oppressed with a wrath like never seen, even in chattel slavery. So, say that. I think it's a good way to end the show. I thank you guys for joining me tonight. Got a lot of you guys in here. Thank you guys for joining me tonight, and um, let's do um, ooh. let's do a show Wednesday and um, we'll do our show Friday we'll have a bunch of guests on on Friday so we'll do at least two to three guests um, on Friday and um, just gotta figure out the topic but you guys know that always bring you some great topics man um, you guys gotta admit to that always bring you some great topics so um, with that being said we're gonna look towards Wednesday to do our show um, whether it's six o'clock or eight o'clock just look at the post and, um, so you can check it out And if you don't get the record, if you don't see the full record on here, come start taking them down, stop sharing them, and just share some clips and put put everything up on the YouTube. So if you want to, if you want to see the fullness of any show, just hit up the YouTube at Marrying Africa. And um, if you just want to see the clips without having to watch the whole show, you could go to Stephen Date Stephen D Lyles, and it'll pop up. It'll say Marriage and Dating Show, and I'm just putting the clips to all the new shows and the old shows on there. So I'm gonna take care of that as the week progresses. But um it's a few clips up there already. Alright guys. Um I think we got our hour in. It's been a blessing to sit here and speak with you guys. To so, um I'm about to knock my little um pole down. Ah, oh, put a pole in my house one day for my wife. And my wife's they're gonna start stripping for me. Mm-mm. Big daddy's gonna be throwing all them dollars. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Listen, this is the Marrying African show. Used to be Marrying Ghana. The company still remains. Marrying Africa with Stephen D. Lyles. Um, Make sure you follow here on. What is I'm about to say? Twitter. Make sure you follow here on Instagram. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell a co-worker. And um, make sure you follow me on Twitter, man. Hit me up. Marrying Ghana or Stephen Liles, Stephen D. Liles on Twitter. And um course YouTube Marion Africa so um with that said I hope you guys enjoyed the night man I love sitting here speaking with you You I mean we are there's a lot of special things to come along and um as this platform grows we're gonna do a lot of special things for all of you so I really want to interact more and more with the audience um, we're just building this we're just getting started we're just a couple months few months into this we're just getting started but we're we're gonna make sure that we find a way to make this one of the most exciting, interactive shows on all the social media platforms. So yes, we're going to go to countries. We're going to go to countries. and We're, we're shopping for venues as we speak now, so we could do something special. So we're not just going to sit here and talk, talk about it. We're going to be about it. So we got a lot of thing, great things planned for you, man, but it's all in the Lord's hand. Um, I put it all in his hands, and I just do the work that I can do. Um, I want you guys to be blessed all you my sisters my brothers no matter where you're from be blessed continue to strive for the best you can but remember that it's not always only about you but it's about what you do for others and as you do for others you will have others that will come into your life unknowingly and unexpectedly who would do for you so that's what the true blessings are when you do for others without a desire for return then others will come into your life unexpectedly and be a blessing to you Alright, so I'm out. I want to say goodnight.